Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. of things. It's I like, and I think people get to the point a little bit of maybe they're afraid of him or it's like not my not my monkeys, not my circus, you know. I don't I don't want to know. Best of luck stay away from me. You know, I with I him, don't know. I mean, these were people that were hired to be to function in the best interests of the children and even they wouldn't. That's him crazy. And do it. So Anyway, okay, so, so you at this go point, the, I'm yeah. in the house and I'm like, this is it. You know, I'm going to find whatever he's been doing. Cause I didn't know, is it alcohol? Is it pills? I just, I, I didn't know. And, um, and, and forced him to get help. And so I went on a war path through that house and it was, it was so sad. I found like 23, I think bottles of Grand Marnier, like huge bottles in places like in the, um, in the linen closet in the bathroom where the, t- behind the towels stuffed under the bed, um, all over the basement, um, just everywhere. And the pills that that one psychiatrist was writing, um, I still want to like, just say his name because he deserves to be recognized for all this, but I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. Um, he was know. still writing, he was writing ketamine, he was writing Adderall, he was writing Valium and Xanax, like it was insane. And, you know, I, I told the, um, oh, I remember the param- the other reason I was doing this is the paramedic said, we need to know what he's on, you know, cause some drugs can be contraindicated. We need to know how to treat him. So I said, okay, I'll find where his prescriptions are and I'll call the hospital and tell you. And so when I was Googling these drugs, like the ketamine, 
you're not supposed to be prescribed that to take it home. It's only supposed to be used in like a hospital setting for severe depression. And one of the biggest warning signs on it on WebMD and all these websites is you don't combine it with alcohol. And if you think somebody's suffering from even mild alcoholism, this isn't a drug that they can take. And this is a man that was clearly having large amounts of alcohol, severe alcoholism, and combining that with these drugs that will just kill your liver and kidneys. And that's, that's what, um, that's what ended up happening is, you know, I thought he was going to, I really thought, you know, okay, now I have all this, nobody can refute this, you know, I'm going to call my attorneys and I'll get temporary custody and he's going to be forced to do what happened to me, you know, however many years ago and, and finally get help. Um, and I really thought he was going to get better. Um, so I brought the girls home, brought Skittles home. And um, that evening he, he had perked up and I was texting with him and um, he wanted to FaceTime with the girls and he, that was the last time he was ever coherent was he FaceTimed with the girls and I think they were kind of mad at him and they were scared and, you know, it was a short call. I think they just weren't sure what to say. He was in the ICU with, you know, machines and, and IVs and everything else. But, um, you know, he told them how much he loved them and he tried to make them laugh. He could always make them laugh. And they said, I love you too. And, that was the last time he was ever coherent. Um, I tried texting with him some after that. And I remember once I got a response about that he was on like a pirate ship, like he just, he wasn't making any sense. And at that point I was calling the hospital nonstop and I was still able to get information, you know, as, you know, I said, you know, I'm his ex-wife, but I'm the mother of his children. And they would give me updates about what was going on. And um, I don't, know if he had a seizure or not. I think he probably did, but basically, um, and I'm not a doctor, so I'll just use my layman terms and understanding of this, but once your liver, you know, starts to, starts to have cirrhosis and stuff, um, it, it throws off all these chemicals and, um, you know, your kidneys stop functioning and you get jaundice, you know, he was very yellow. And once those levels get so high, it causes confusion. Um, and so they were trying to, trying to fix that, but it just, it just got so bad. It was one thing after the next. And then once his family got here, once his dad got here, um, you know, I wasn't able to talk to the hospital anymore. I had to get the information secondhand from his dad and his dad's a lovely man, you know, nothing there, but I just, I wanted to be the one, you know, talking with the doctors, finding out what to do, what are we going to do? You know, I, anyway, I, it just drove me crazy to have to sit back and just wait to get these kind of vague answers that really weren't answers. But um, then, yeah, I guess he developed a respiratory infection. Um, they think that when he like had his seizure that he um, aspirated on some of it, you know, when you can throw yep. up and it can go in your nose and down your throat and into your lungs. So he developed a respiratory infection and, um, and his kidneys were failing and it was just, he couldn't, he couldn't recover from it. And it was probably, gosh, I feel like he was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. I don't know if it was quite two weeks, but it was, it felt like forever. And there was at one point, you know, the first couple of days, 
I think I thought, okay, I'm going to have to fight this. He's going to be back on his feet, you know, trying to get out of this, but by all means, I'm going to force him to go and get help. And this is all going to change now. And after, I guess those first couple of days, I started to actually get scared that he's not going to get the chance to get better. You know, I got a chance. I would, I, I was at my rock bottom, but I got a chance and he didn't, he didn't ever get that chance. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't wake up again. So, you know, you talk about like your regret, my biggest regret of that I'll live with is that I didn't, I knew Peter better than anybody else on this earth. You know, his family is lovely and I'm sure they, they know him. They knew him since he was born, but I knew him as an adult since I was 19 and saw the real him. I call him the Nozempic Ben-On-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. And, you know, I knew this man better than anybody else. I knew more than anybody else that he was sick. And I never went to him in a spirit of weapons down, no lawyers. This is just me and you. I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm not going to take the kids away from you. I've been where you are. And I want you to get help. And I will help you to get help. And I never did that. I never came from like a place of love. I just came from a shouting to everybody else to do something about it. And that's, that's my biggest regret. Well, God, I mean, mean, have you forgiven yourself? I mean, you know, we all, none of us did that. I mean, he was hard to love. I knew more than it. I knew. Yeah, but I I mean. More than anybody else knew. You were also. I didn't do it. Yeah, but you were abused more than anybody else. I mean, you know, he was a hard person to love. <laughs> you know, he was. I mean, there were moments, but it was, he was a hard person to go to with love. You just, I swear, it's like <laughs> the people that, you know, around him, it's like, I don't know if people will ever really know unless they were like around it like we were, but it was like, I don't know. You just never felt like you could ever let your guard down. You know, you never... <sighs> You wanted to trust him like you wanted so bad because you knew there was like a there. You knew he wanted to be good, but just yeah. I hope you like have you forgiven yourself because I mean, honest to God, you shouldn't carry. I mean, yes and no. Um, No, in the sense that I still wish I would have done it. 
but I guess this isn't really forgiveness of myself, but I've just kind of made a piece that this was part of a bigger plan. And this was him find the way for him to finally be at peace. You know, Peter believed in God. He, he was a Christian and, um, you know, I believe he's in heaven. Um, his mom passed away not even a year later. And I think they're together and, he's finally able to live in like that peaceful, loving moment. Like I was talking about around the dinner room, dining room table um, that so many of us enjoy and he couldn't, and he's finally able to enjoy that, you know, every day. So um, yeah, I miss him a lot. What's it like? First, I could only think about how angry I was. I was going to say, like, did this that he left the girls that he was hiding such a big secret while he was yelling at me all the time that I had relapsed or something. You know, I was using again, and I was so angry for a while because the girls went through absolute hell. I mean, these are young teens losing their dad suddenly. Um, but now I just I think about him every day, and I. I think about the loving moments. I've never experienced intimacy with another person like I experienced with him. Like when we were younger, you know, we just really let each other know each other inside and out. And I miss him. I miss, you know, he would do this funny little dance. I don't know if you, do you know what I'm talking about? Where he would shake his hands and kick his feet when he was really excited about something. <laughs> So I miss all that. I miss the, the happy parts of him. And that's all I think about now. I don't think about the anger and the horrible things he did. I don't know if that's just something that happens over time. or That's just a blessing from God that I can just think about the good things about him. But, you know, the girls and I talk about all the time that we feel like he's still here. It doesn't feel like he died. We feel like he's just not here like he's on a trip somewhere <laughs> I don't know it just I don't know if that's because he was young and it was unexpected but it just doesn't feel permanent how are the girls doing how are I think everybody I mean we all saw them grow up like how are they doing they're doing good um you know, they still miss him. Sophie just had a little breakdown last night. You know, she misses her daddy. She remembers. She doesn't remember a lot of the bad. She just remembers the good memories with him. Um, you know, she she lets herself feel the grief. Um, Sam has had a harder time in the sense that, you know, feelings and wishy stuff doesn't come naturally to her. She's, you know, 14 going on 45. She's just incredibly mature and responsible kind of kid. So, um, you know, I think she still needs to process it at some point in her life. Um, cause she just kind of said, it was just like, okay, moving on. What's yeah. next? Go to school, get my work done, you know, that type of reaction. But, you know, I think they're finally calm you know, they don't, that fear that we've talked about over and over again about what's going to happen, who, you know, what mood is he going to be in when he comes home? What trouble am I going to get in? It's still, I see like those gut reactions bubble up sometime. I mean, I still have it. I swear I have like PTSD from a lot of what I went through, but 
most of the time we're just able to be at peace and silly and happy and horrible TikTok dances that, you know, they do and try to teach me. And, you know, they adore their little brother and just have the best relationship with him. And it's mostly just normal day-to-day happiness. Oh my God. It's so good to hear that. God, you know, I thought going into this interview, it would be like fun. (laughs) (laughs) fun. I'm looking at how many tissues. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. When do we get the fun part? Oh, my God. Okay. We have to make the next half fun. Um, Wait, I do want to ask. I do want to ask you, what is it like? Because I do think this will save a lot of people, too. Okay, can you describe the feeling? What is it like when somebody that, like you said, it's like kind of has tortured you for so long, then like passes away? Because it's kind of like... Lots of times people like have to to live with your tormentor for, you know, I mean, maybe you don't live with, physically with them, but they, yeah, yeah. you know, I always say like, you know, it's that saying, right? The good die young. And like, it's like, it's, and sometimes the other ones, 